May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Well, we keep this last Sunday in October in the traditional missals. This last Sunday is kept as the Sunday of Christ the King. It's a uniquely, uniquely Western commemoration. In fact, it's unique to the whole Western church to celebrate attributes of Jesus Christ on a given day. That's not necessarily a, a universal thing, but we do that in the West. We celebrate attributes of Christ from time to time. We have Corpus Christi, Christ the King on this Sunday, the Feast of the Sacred Heart, for example. These are attributes that Jesus has all the time. They don't just occur on one day of the year, obviously, right? Right? They are still good and holy reminders for us, though, on these days where we point these things out, these attributes of our Lord, and indeed, they're things that go on all the time, particularly Christ the King, for he is king at all times, forever. He is king eternally. And as such, he is to be enthroned in our lives as king at all times. Now, in an age, in an age when we see fewer and fewer people in the world actually following after the king, and even, so, even in an age when we see leadership in the church following the devices and de desires of their own hearts rather than following the will of God and following the teachings of the church, we need to commit ourselves daily to following faithfully this one who is enthroned as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Submitting every portion of our lives to this one who reigns and this one who has made indeed a claim on our lives by, his, by our baptism and by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You see, we are created, we are created to be his. We are created to be his alone. Nothing else will lay claim on us. Things will try, certainly. One has a claim over our life. We were not created to serve and to worship other gods. We were not created to satisfy ourselves. We were not created to satisfy our own desires. We are not created to just seek the fleeting emotion of happiness. We are not created just to seek security and ease of living. You've heard me quote this so many times, you're probably getting sick of it. The world offers you comfort, Pope Benedict reminded the, the church. The world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. And you see, that comes only, that greatness comes only as a subject of the King, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, true God and true man, the second person of the Trinity, the incarnate Son of God. Well, I'd like to offer us some thoughts um, on what serving the King does not entail. I'd like to read for you a portion of of a very difficult to hear and indeed a di difficult to read passage from a, a priest, a Saint John of Kronstadt. He was a Russian priest who died in 1908. His church was eventually destroyed by the communists in 1932. They wanted to wipe out his memory. He was a saintly man and they needed to destroy the memory of oh, a lot of things when the, when the socialists took over. So they, they burned his church to the ground in 1932. 
but he's still remembered to this day. It's a, something he preached about Christ the King. It's very difficult to hear, but it lays before us the very, very clear options open to us in our life. St. John wrote, Our life is child's play, not only innocent, but also sinful, because with a strong mind and with a knowledge of the purpose of our life, we neglect this purpose and occupy ourselves with frivolous, purposeless matters. And thus, our life is childish, unpardonable playing. We amuse ourselves with food and drink, gratifying ourselves by them, instead of only using them for the necessary nourishment of our body and the support of our bodily life. We amuse ourselves with silver and gold, admiring them in treasuries or using them for objects of luxury and pleasure, instead of using them only for our real needs and sharing our abundance with those in want. We amuse ourselves with dress, instead of only decently covering our body and protecting it from the injurious actions of the elements. We amuse ourselves with our houses and the variety of furniture in them, decorating them richly and exquisitely, instead of merely having a secure and decent roof to protect us from the injuries of the elements and things necessary and suitable to domestic use. We amuse ourselves with our mental gifts, with our intellect, our imagination, using them only to serve sin and the vanity of this world, that is, only to serve earthly and corruptible things, instead of using them before all and above all to serve God, to learn to know him, the all-wise creator of every creature, for prayer, supplication, petitions, thanksgiving, and praise to him, and to show mutual love and respect and only partly to serve this world, which will someday entirely pass away. We amuse ourselves with our knowledge of worldly vanity, and to acquire this knowledge, we waste most precious time, which was given to us for our preparation for eternity. We frequently amuse ourselves with our affairs and our business, with our duties, fulfilling them heedlessly, carelessly, and wrongfully, and using them for our own covetous earthly purposes. We amuse ourselves with beautiful human faces or the opposite sex and often use them for the sport of our passions. We amuse ourselves with time which ought to be wisely utilized for redeeming eternity and not for games and various pleasures. And finally, we amuse ourselves with our own selves, making idols out of ourselves before which we bow down and before which we expect others to bow down. What answer? St. John of Kronstadt asks, what answer shall we give to our immortal King, Christ our God, who shall come again in the glory of his Father to judge both the quick and the dead, to declare the secret thoughts of all hearts, and to receive from us our answer for every word and every deed? Everything. 
Nothing doesn't get counted. Not a scrap. Woe to those, he says, woe to those who bear the name of Christ, but have none of the spirit of Christ in them. Who bear the name of Christ, but do not follow the teachings of the gospel. Woe to those who neglect so great a salvation. Woe to those who love the present, fleeting, deceptive life and neglect the inheritance of the life that follows after the death of our corruptible body beyond this carnal veil. Well, that's hard to hear, isn't that? Yeah, I'm convicted by that, my gosh. I feel very, he's right. I can't argue with him, he's right. He nailed, he nailed it on the head. We amuse ourselves, don't we? We amuse ourselves. I spend far too much time amusing different parts of my life rather than serving entirely God. Perhaps some of you have felt the same at times. Indeed, ask yourself, what answer shall we give to Christ? If I drew my last breath today, if I stepped out and a truck hit me, what answer would I give to Christ for all the time that I've wasted? What answer would I give for all the other gods I've served? What answer would I give for not standing boldly by the truth and rather just seeking people's admiration or seeking people's acceptance? What answer would I give? Hmm. What answer shall we give to Jesus Christ who has come to bear witness to the truth as we heard in St. John's Gospel today? Isn't that amazing? He's standing there before Pilate. You know this passage. We read this also on Good Friday. And there's a point where Pilate facing Jesus says to him, what is truth? Quod est veritas. There with the truth of the universe standing before him. Can you imagine that scene? What is truth? And there the truth embodied, the truth incarnate, the truth enveloped in flesh standing before him. What answer then shall we give to Jesus Christ who has come to bear witness to that truth and indeed is truth in the flesh? Ask yourself if you give your life to frivolity or rather to serving the king, in the words of Rex, at all times. I'll close with St. John Chrysostom who wrote on this gospel many, many, many moons ago. 1,600 years ago, St. John Chrysostom said, for this is the source of our pain, you know, in reading this gospel. This is the source of our pain that many gape upon the opinions of men. If we are minded to be thus truly wise, we shall know well that human things are nothing. Let us learn then, he says, and having reckoned up our faults, let us accomplish their correction in time. And let us determine to correct one this month another next month, and a third in that which follows. Those questions that St. John of Kronstadt asked us, let us seek to correct them. Let us seek to turn our lives more and more, day by day, week by week, month by month, more and more over to the king. And St. John Chrysostom says, let's, let's commit ourselves to doing that, one in a month. Let's build our way. He says, another next month, and the third, and that which follows. And he continues, so mounting as it were by steps, let us get to heaven by a sort of Jacob's ladder. 
for the latter seems to me to signify in a riddle by that vision the gradual ascent by means of virtue by which it is possible for us to ascend from earth to heaven not using material steps but improvement and correction of manners and of our life let us then lay hold on this means of departure and ascent, that having obtained heaven, we may also enjoy all the blessings there through the grace and loving kindness of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Because you see, my brothers and sisters in Christ, there is but one truth. There is but one truth. Truth does not come in different forms. There are not pluriform truths. There are not dual integrities. There is one truth. Truth is not changeable. The holy and undivided Trinity is unchanging and eternal. And the truth imparted to the holy church of God is unchanging and eternal. The claim that God lays upon our lives is unchanging and eternal. And you see, we are given the freedom to give ourselves wholly over to him in faithfulness to our baptism, just as well as we are given the freedom to reject him and to seek after error. But without a doubt, without a doubt, as surely as truth leads to life, so do lies and falsehood lead to death. Thanks be to God, we know him who is the truth, incarnate, Jesus Christ. Let us then lay hold of this Sunday of Christ the King. Let us look to him who is truly sovereign over all of heaven and earth, the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, the incarnate Son of God, who calls us to union with him and who calls us to transformation, transformation by our life lived entirely in him and in union with the holy and undivided Trinity and in communion with his one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Let us commit ourselves to not wasting a moment of our lives ever again in worshiping anything but God alone, nothing in this world, only God alone, and confessing the truth that is found only in him, the truth as has been lived and died for, handed over to us by the blood of the saints, the truth lived and died for by the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And in doing so, in doing so, live a truthful life, a full life, and a holy life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.